Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We want to welcome you to Novel Ideas. The date is Friday, June 20, 2014. We're talking about the book, These Things Hidden, by Heather Talk. I think. I'll read it here. Novel Ideas will be discussing the book, These Things Hidden, by Heather Gutendorf. Oh, you'll have to. Gutenkopf, excuse me. Uh, DB73467. This book is also available on Bookshare. Below is the NLS synopsis. When teenager Allison Glenn is sent to prison for a heinous crime, she leaves behind her reputation as Lyndon Falls' golden girl forever. Her parents deny the existence of their once perfect child. Her former friends exalt her downfall. Her sister, Bryn, faces whispered rumors every day in the hallways of their small Iowa high school. It's Bryn, shy, quiet Bryn, who carries the burden of what really happened that night. All she wants is to forget Allison and the past that haunts her. But then Allison is released to a halfway house and is more determined than ever to speak with her estranged sister. Now their legacy of secrets is focused on one little boy, and if the truth is revealed, the consequences will be unimaginable for the adoptive mother who loves him, the girl who tried to protect him, and the two sisters who hold the key to all that is hidden. And thus the name of the book, These Things Hidden. Without further ado, I'll turn it over. I think Randy's here, and maybe Jenny is too, to our co-host. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Um, I thought we'd start off, see what everybody thought of the book, and like we usually do, and go from there. If Jenny's here, she can jump in. Um, this is Michelle. Um, I like the book, but I didn't love the book. Um, I, I did read it a couple of months ago, but I, I, I remember enough of, about it. Um, I, I, it was a little confusing for me in the beginning, I think jumping from point of view. And I, there were some parts of the book that I thought was were really, really good. I liked... Well, I didn't like, but I, I thought the parts of the book that talked about the effect on the sisters of the parents and how neglectful they were, I thought that was really well done. And I thought the parts also where Bryn was bullied in school was really well done also. Um, my biggest complaint about the book, I would say, was the ending. I am not a fan of the way that people who are mentally ill are portrayed a lot of times in the media and in novels. And this, this book was just another example of it. Um, Bryn was somebody who was pulling hairs out of her, her body, um, but I didn't see how that necessarily translated to her murdering a newborn. I just think that a lot of times when people are portrayed as having emotional problems or mentally ill, it doesn't necessarily make them violent towards others. Um, so I was very disappointed, I guess, in the end. And because of the ending, I overall 
didn't have a positive feeling towards the book, although I think some of the book was was very well done. I think Michelle said very well. I liked the book, too. I didn't love it. And, you know, I never I, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, we usually portray mentally ill as violent in novels and in movies. Right. And I don't see the purpose of her. Well, I know why, I guess, but uh, murdering the little boy, you know, and taking him to the little girl in the river makes uh, shy, quiet Brynn a monster. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, the ending was interesting. Um, I don't know. There was a, a, a lot of secrets there. You know, starting with uh, Chris and Allison, they had the they had the baby, and I had to figure out they had. I gather they had two. Correct me here, twins. And uh, uh, then Allison later saying, "Get rid of it. Get rid of it." And so you know what Bryn did with the the little girl, and uh, Joshua lived and. Poor Claire and John. That was they loved him so much, and Claire had lost children, miscarriages, and uh, that was you know that was something. I guess the question I have, and then I'll shut up, is: Would you go to prison for five years to protect your sister or brother? This is Sherry. Um, yeah, I thought I, I liked the book. I thought too, like Michelle said, the parents were portrayed well, especially when you contrast. Claire and was his name John? I forget her husband's name. Their parenting with Bryn and Alice's parents, um, and the um, the other guy. Oh man, I'm sorry. I read it a while ago too. The guy that died in the book, the father, the stepfather. When you contrast all the parenting styles, I thought that was the best part of the book. The problem I had with the whole Bryn thing is Allison spending all her time in prison writing letters to Bryn saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." What the heck does she have to apologize for? I mean. She took the rap. It should be Bryn who's apologizing. And that just didn't hang together well for me. And I think it could have if maybe it had been written a little differently. But I just found myself thinking there were a lot of things that didn't hang together too well for me to have that kind of ending. Well, maybe I missed something from what you're all saying. I got the idea I came out of this book with, and I kind of agree, too. It was... changing the point of view and back and forth and back and forth and, uh, you know, wasn't the greatest book I ever read either. But it was my impression that when Bryn took the baby down to the river, she really thought that the baby was dead. And Allison was telling her, you know, get rid of it, get rid of it, because she was so ashamed of the fact that she had this baby. And poor Bryn was stuck with, you know, picking up Allison's mess, really. And... Um, it wasn't until she actually heard this cry after the baby was in the water that she realized that the baby was dead. Am I wrong about this? Because I wouldn't call that a murder. I totally agree, Jill. That's the impression I got, too, is that she took the baby down there thinking it was dead. But until the end of the book, you kind of got the impression that, well, I don't know. For some reason, I thought at one point that Allison had taken it down to the river, but I think that was just me misreading it. But I totally 100% agree with you, Jill. It wasn't a murder. And I think Bryn realizing that the baby was still alive and then trying to save it is what kind of sent her over the edge. I want to hear Barb and others. How do you define murder, however? She she thought the baby was dead. That's right, Jill, you're right. And she threw it in the water because the baby was dead in her eyes, her mind. And then the baby was cried and she dove in. But then whether she was or didn't, uh, obviously, because it's a book, you know, you're trying to get a novel. She could have stepped up. In fact, she wanted to, and Allison said, no, you know, 
Uh, but she could have said, I thought the baby was dead. Maybe I'm guilty of throwing what I thought was a dead body in the river and there's some crime. But I thought the baby was dead and he wasn't. I'm telling you, I feel so awful, you know. And then maybe that's why, though, Jill, that Allison is saying I'm sorry all the time from prison, that she realized the baby was alive and, you know, the whole story. We don't see that till the end. But you're right. You're absolutely right. And uh, but, uh, you know, she thought the baby was dead. Baby was alive, but she couldn't save it, of course. Yeah, Jill explains it better than than I could have. That's exactly how I saw it also. And another thing that I thought was too much of a coincidence was when Allison ended up working in the store where Claire was because I just thought, really, what's the odds that she's going to end up working in the store where her son, you know, her, her son was? I just thought, you know, they're in the same town maybe and... She might walk around and run into it, but it, it, it sort of stretched the, the credibility also. So there were a lot of kind of weird things that weren't explained that well, like Sherry said, that weren't really tied up that well. But some of the story was very involving and really well done. So it was... And maybe she was try- the author was trying to do too much. Uh, and, and yes, and this is one of the objections I did have to this book, and I do to other books like this. I don't like it when at the end, you know, they tell you stuff that they, that really in a way you should have known from the very beginning, but of course then that wouldn't make an interesting book from the author's point of view. But it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't particularly appreciate books that do that. Let's see what Barb has to say. If she, I hope she has a mic, if you don't mind, Randy. Let's see if we can get her in. You guys can hear me or not, but, um... If you can, just let me know. We hear you, and I think Ruth Ann wants to talk to uh, Jenny when you give her a chance here. Fifteen percent. This thing you started giving percentages. How can I stop it? Alt F four and enter. That kills Jaws. Okay, well, Jenny, I get Ruth Ann just wanted to know that I get you. Know, you're the hostess. We'd love to hear from you. And Barb, write something up there if you don't have a mic because we're not hearing you. Sorry, we're not hearing you. I This is the second time I read this book, and I had to read it twice because I read it quite a while ago. And um, it took me a while the first time around to figure out what was really happening, that it actually wasn't Allison who killed the baby and they kept saying to her the lawyers and the police kept saying to her did you think the baby was dead and when you threw it in the river and she finally said yes that she did and but Bryn Bryn was I felt bad for Bryn because she was the one that even as they were growing up, once Allison became a teenager, she didn't spend much time with Bryn, and Bryn was kind of, Bryn was the one that was pushed to the side by everyone. Her parents thought Allison was the golden child, and Bryn didn't have her talent for sports and for 
whatever it was that she was doing. So she was pushed aside. Allison didn't spend much time with her. And then I agree with what Jill said that she, you know, Bryn, Allison told Bryn to do something, get rid of the baby. So Bryn did what she thought Allison wanted. And and then she realized the baby was alive, but Allison kept shutting her up. And Bryn, at that point, was still trying to get Allison to pay attention to her. So... And she was probably afraid that if she did say something that um, Allison would get mad at her and never talk to her again or that whatever reason she did what she did. Well, um, I enjoyed this book. I thought that there were times when they sort of, I I thought that at the ending they kind of sensationalized everything. Um, I kind of know what you guys mean about, you know, the ending, the way it came on. Because it was like, all of a sudden, and why was she writing those letters apologizing? That didn't make much sense to me either. And it was like, Bryn, you know, for the most part in the book, she was pretty with it. But then at the end, I mean, all of a sudden, she was like totally different. That was kind of weird, too. Um, But I did like how it... I liked how... Um, the book was narrated from different points of view. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought that was really cool. And um, um, I really enjoyed the narration of it as well. And um, I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a really good book. I guess in a novel you can do anything. Because if you'd have had Bryn go to prison, she'd have never survived. Or if you'd have had her get out of it by saying, I thought the baby was dead. Probably a coroner's jury would have agreed. You know, they would have said, no, she was alive. You know, we, I didn't know. Uh, so you had to go the other way, but it, it's just five years. And then she kept writing, I'm sorry. So Allison must've known or Bryn told her the baby was alive, you know, and I threw it in the water. I didn't mean to, I thought he was, she was dead because she kept apologizing. And I could see where Bryn wouldn't speak to her. She wanted to forget. I've got, and the parents are awful. They are absolutely. I want to ask about Gus, though. Gus is a great parent to Charm. I think it's Charm. But he, but he, he does buy into the. Can you guys explain it to me? He buys into the secret. You know, let's let's get the baby. Let's go to the fire department. Let's drop the baby. Charm knows where the baby is. Um, Gus is keeping it a secret. Is that just because? Don't tell Claire because Claire's adopted the baby. Number one, Claire would, would get the baby, even if Allison had approached her and, and, and filed lawsuits. You know, I think Claire, she legally adopted in those days. There are times now when the, the, the parent gets them back and all that, but it's a lot. It's hard. But um, what about Gus? He, I liked him. I'm sorry he died. I, I, I did read this book before, I years ago. And because some of these people came back to me and charm did grow up. She got better. Chris was a loser. He was awful. So, but uh, talk about Gus. We call him the perfect parent. What about it? Well, Barbara said when Allison wrote the letters to Bryn, she was saying that she was sorry for putting her in that position. And that makes sense. 
Yeah, that kind of does make sense. I mean, it's Allison's fault everything happened and that Bryn was upset by it. I liked Gus, too. I thought, especially since he was a stepfather, certainly in contrast to the mother, he was a saint. Um, the other thing I, about Chris is Chris, you know, took off and didn't want anything to do with these babies. And yet at the very end, he tells his mom or Charm's mom about the baby. He says something like, ask about the baby. Why would he do that when he absolutely wants no responsibility? I didn't think that made sense either. And the other thing I thought this book made you think about was second chances. Um, you know, when you hear about somebody committing a heinous crime like killing an infant, you, you do tend to demonize them. And I think this book, you know, makes you think that these people are human and, you know, sometimes they do deserve a second chance. Hey, sorry I'm late. Uh, I liked uh, uh, I liked Gus. He, he was probably the best character in the book. And then I also liked Olene. Uh, Christopher was a major loser. He was horrible. And then Rianne, man, I detested her. That was Charm's mom. And, uh... uh Let's see who else did I? Oh, I wasn't too fr- too too crazy about uh, Allison and Brent's parents either. Man, talk about misguided folks. But uh, anyway, I I like the book pretty good. I, I think I, I wrote. Uh, I didn't think I was going to make it, so I wrote uh, uh, Jenny and and uh, and Randy and told them that uh, uh, I had a, I had a bit of a hard time getting in because I didn't really like the characters much as I was going because. I mean, Allison was obviously the main, one of the main characters, but when I thought she had thrown her baby in the river, I, I wasn't too happy about that. So I had a hard time getting plugged in with anybody. But, you know, I got through it and enjoyed the book and stuff. So. Sorry, I, I got thrown out of the room. But I w- one of the things that I also thought was a little confusing for me was Allison went to prison, but we didn't hear that much about her experiences in prison. And I would have thought... You know, when you first meet her, she's just like this all-American, you know, like the image of what you think that a young girl should be. And then she goes to prison, and I would have thought that that experience really, really would have changed her a lot. I mean, a lot. And the book didn't really go into that at all. So that was something else that I thought was a little confusing about the story. I agree. I, I would like to see more prison experience. Because that's why I'm saying, I said at the beginning, why would she go to prison for that sister? But that makes the book, I guess. But I don't know if I would for my brother. Maybe I would or sister. I don't know. But I would have liked to hear about the prison experience as we did about the halfway house. Now, that lady that ran the halfway house was wonderful. And Allison went through all baby killer. They had the baby in the toilet and all that stuff on and on and on when she knew in her heart, I didn't do it. But you don't know that till the end. She just, oh, they're, they're evil. They're so bad. And everybody ends up at the store. And I want to know another thing besides uh, Gus. I, I could buy maybe, you know, let's get the baby to the fire department, but let's watch him from afar. Um, the robbery, what purpose? It was sad. It was bad, you know, but what purpose? But I, I my favorite characters are John and Claire. I think they were terrific. And Joshua. They were my three. I, I don't think we could find too many things bad about those guys. But why the robbery? I, I couldn't. I mean, it was bad. The teenagers did that. And Claire, they, you know, the whole deal. Uh, and the 911. Is this just showing that Joshua's a smart little boy? Well, my favorite characters were Olene and Gus. And I also like the, um, the lawyer. 
And um, one thing I found, another thing I found to be unbelievable about this book is the fact that she got pregnant and was pregnant for nine months and, like, she hardly acted like she didn't even notice it and nobody else noticed it. That seemed really unbelievable to me. Well, one thing I wondered what everybody thought was, did you think this was a suspense book or would you say that this was a family drama? Because I, I, when I finished it, I wasn't really sure. And about the pregnancy, I know it sounds odd, but every once in a while you hear a story about somebody who's like pregnant the whole time and they have a baby and they don't even know that they're pregnant. So, you know, it's, it's, it sounds odd that somebody wouldn't know that they were pregnant, but it's certainly something that you hear about every, every once in a while in the news. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Jenny. Uh, nobody knew she was pregnant and it was twins. I mean, I don't know. I think that's stretching it a bit. But then that, that was, to go along with what somebody else said, I, I thought it was a little hard to, to take that she went to jail for her sister when the sister was obviously mentally off. And, you know, the, the sister thought the baby was dead when she threw it in the river. So uh, there would have been a better way to play it. But then we wouldn't have had a book, and th- there would have been no book. And then... Uh, also, like Bob, I, th- I think the, the the scene with the the robbery was thrown in there just to introduce a little tension to the to the story because there there really wasn't a whole lot of suspense. I, I guess part of the suspense was wondering, you know, I, I wasn't ever convinced that Allison had had done it, but uh, I guess that was part of the suspense in the book. And it was interesting. I guess we're all the same as it was in the synopsis. We exalt, we cheer when the golden girl goes down, right? I mean, you say, this guy's perfect until something happens. They go, ah, all right. I hope I don't do that very often. People are human. Maybe you should care about them. But I'm I'm sure in high school, (laughs) probably did. You know, you jump in there and the bullying was very well done. I I agree with that. Um, Olene, was she the one that ran the halfway house? She was fabulous. The lawyer was good. It was really good. I thought, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I I still go with Claire and John as my favorites because they were such nice, nice people. Yeah, I like them too. And I did like the lawyer and Aline. Um, and, yeah, there are times when you do hear stories about people being pregnant. I, I can, I think, I can think of a few times I've heard that. Um... And as far as the category for this book, Bard categorizes it as family, but I never did think that it was totally family. I never really thought that it was, it's not totally family and it's not totally suspense. I don't know, it's somewhere in the middle and it's, it would be, I don't know what category it would be though, maybe... Um, psychological fiction? I'd call it family drama with a little suspense on the side. <laughs> yeah, family drama. I like psychological fiction, though, too. There was, there was stuff. But family drama, certainly, I'd call a little mystery on the side, but you might call it suspense. That, that, I don't care. That, that was good. Never having been pregnant, I do want to say two things. She played volleyball till the bitter end nobody noticed in gym and all that stuff 
And secondly, I had an aunt 100 years ago. She was a large woman and swore that at the eight and a half months, the doctor said, you're pregnant. She didn't. She said she didn't know. So I agree with Michelle, too. But Allison was sleek, the golden girl, perfect figure, you know, volleyball, jumping around. And, uh, you know, the whole deal after she got over the grieving of having being pregnant, she's all right. I don't care. I'm going to drop Chris and I'm going to play volleyball, you know, this type of thing. And uh, that was a stretch. As far as whether I would go to prison for a brother or sister, I don't know. I I don't think I would. I don't think I would be able to keep up the pretense that long. I'm <laughs> I'm too honest, I guess. I would never be a good cover for anybody. Yeah, I'm not sure I would either, but in this case especially when there really wasn't a murder. She really did think the baby was dead. And if they had been smarter, they would have told the lawyer that, and they probably would not have gotten prison time, although you never know. And uh, they were only teenagers, so they don't always obviously think it in the smartest way, clearly based on the fact that Allison was pregnant for nine months and was in denial the whole time. So they weren't making the best decisions, but I think they could have gotten off if they would have uh, just been honest. See, I think so, too, and I, I really don't think ultimately she really did Bryn a favor by going to prison and, you know, not really being honest about the whole incident early on. Um, I remember teaching government, and we brought up the uh, the bomber, what's his name, who, had, who, who sent bombs all over and killed people, and they caught him, okay? And I gather that his brother knew about it but gave him time to get away or whatever. Half of my class, mostly boys, said I would never squeal on my brother, Mr. Acosta. He's my brother. I said, but look, he killed 18 people. My God. He, my brother would be lucky if I gave him 10 minutes to catch a greyhound and get out of town. I, I would squeal. I'm sorry. Uh, but maybe I'm just stupid. But I, I wouldn't protect him. You know, 18. It wasn't just one. I made a mistake. Help me, please. You know, I'd probably say, let's go get a lawyer and go to the police, you know, try to deal with this. But, uh, yeah, half of my class, you more girls said, oh, no, I wouldn't protect him. But a lot of the boys did. I think that was the Unabomber. I can't remember who, who the guy was. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Sherry and, and Jenny about some of the holes in the story and and and, and the girl and her decisions and stuff. But then I got, I got to thinking – Man, the baby was coming, and she was going to act like she was going to be able to keep her legs closed and push it back up in there. I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, even if you're 16, that was I just thought that was kind of uh, – and, and here she was supposed to be such a golden girl and so smart and everything. That, that was just so stupid, I thought. Please. Fear does strange things to you. But the other thing I was going to say is thank goodness for the grandmother – she, if it hadn't been, they didn't spend a lot of time with their grandparents growing up, but if it hadn't been for the grandmother, those girls wouldn't have had any normalcy in their family. And the grandmother stepped up to the plate and let Bryn stay there And after everything happened. And then she said that Allison could come back to the house at, after she got things squared away too so the grandmother wasn't a character that was 
that you saw a lot, but she was there. Yeah, that that was the best part of the story for me, really, was seeing the effects of what the parents did upon the girls, the two sisters, and then the girl, the other girl, I'm sorry, I forgot her name, who had that mother who was really difficult, because that was the part of the story that I thought was really, really the best part of the story. The the mystery, the suspense, whatever you want to call it, was really confusing, and even at the end, I was kind of confused about all the particulars that happened, so... I don't know. Maybe it would have been better if it just had stayed like a family kind of story, and because I thought that was the best, the best part. And even like I said before, the part where she was bullied at school, which was really hard to take. So if you read something and it's really difficult to read, it's usually done well. Very good. Yeah, Grandma was wonderful. I forgot about her. She was the, she was the love in that family. She loved both girls. And the, the the sad part for me was when Allison went to get her clothes and the father had the boxes all lined up and he, he, he wasn't even going to take her anywhere and he wanted to give her money. And, oh, man, I you know, and finally he gives her a ride to wherever it was, but uh, the halfway house, I guess. But they, they were those parents. They just left, as I remember. I mean, right at the end, Allison tried to talk to him. And I think I remember right. It's been a while. But the parents are in total denial in their happy little world. Yeah, the father wanted to give her money, and she turned him down. And, yeah, I agree with you, Michelle. Family dynamics, to me, are very are fascinating. And I really enjoy reading things like that. That's why I like to read books like this or family-type stories. I love the, the dynamics of it all. Yeah, this book did an excellent job of contrasting different parenting styles and the effects they have on the girls, be it the grandmother or Gus being good parents, Claire and John, and then Allison and Bryn's parents and Charm's mom being horrible parents. Do you think that uh, Claire was right at the end and John, they said, we can never see you again, Allison. You you can't be in his life. And uh, I, I kind of said that had to be under these circumstances. Oh, yeah. I don't think there was any way that it could have been different. I I totally agree with Claire on that. Well, I thought it was unfortunate, but I understood their reasoning. I mean, it would have just been too much. It would have just been too difficult, too much to explain and just too difficult for everybody to deal with, I think. But maybe later on, somewhere down the road, I don't know. And I, th- I think they, I think they said that she said maybe when he's older, and Allison hoped for that. Did Jill Fox read that book? The reader was good. I liked the reader. It was Jill Fox, yeah. And actually, Chris was Charm's brother. She was, I believe he was, because, yeah, because they talked about how. Um, they they both lived with Gus for a while, especially Charm. And I have to agree, Gus was a good guy. He, I guess he felt he couldn't do any more than he already did, so that's why he had them take the baby to the fire department and watch from a distance that he was, he was already involved 
enough, maybe, and maybe that's why he did what he did. Yeah, Christopher was Charm's brother, and he obviously took after Rianne, the mother who was who was was horrific. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the two mothers in this, uh, I guess the two natural mothers, uh, Allison and Bryn's mother, and then Charm's mother, they were horrible. Yeah, and 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 unlike, I guess Sherry was pointing out, they they did a good job of contrasting the 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 supportive characters, the the grandmother, and then. I guess Claire, uh, uh, they did a very good job of uh, showing that. But I think Charm, I, I liked her by the end. I think I think she, if you know, if I had to write the sequel, she would be a nurse. She saved Joshua's life, you know, and uh, she just said at the last meeting, you know, I want to say goodbye. You know, I just want to see him one more time, and I'll disappear. And then Claire would be going to move. So, but I I think Charm grew up. Yeah, she made a mistake. It's easy for me to sit here and. You know, uh, and say whatever they did, what they did, and uh, they were young. All Christopher knew better. He was about eight years older. He should have than Allison. He was a man by then, but he just didn't care. We're not hearing you, whoever was speaking. Couldn't get the key for a minute. Um, yeah, charm, charm really did grow up. I. At first, I couldn't figure out the connection and how she fit into everything the first time I read the book, but she really, she grew up and really handled everything well. Well, she had to. She was the only one there who knew everything. She and Gus, and Gus was dying. So she, but she really came through in the end for everybody. Are we kind of saying that this book was more complicated than it needed to be? Um, you know, I think we're giving this author a lot more credit than, than she deserves, frankly. <laughs> I hope Bob, Bob is wrong. I hope there won't be a sequel. You know, I'm trying to remember, because I read this book a little while ago, if somewhere in the book or somewhere else that the purpose of this book, the author was saying, was that she wanted to talk about the safe haven law, that if, if someone has a baby that they can, and they don't want to keep the child, that they can, they can leave the child at a, at a fire station or a police house. And I think that was what I remember reading about this book. So I thought that was really going to be the focus of what this book was about. And maybe that's what she was saying in a sort of indirect way, but I, I kind of agree with Jill that this this book was really all over the place for me, and there was some really interesting good writing at, at points, but the story just went, like, everywhere. So I, I, I didn't think it was pulled together that well. No, I see what you mean. There was a lot going on in a short amount of time and if she would have just developed a couple themes you know and focused on a couple things and I think I think maybe then it could have been a little bit you know more I don't know just maybe a little bit more well received or well understood yeah Michelle you're right about the safe haven law Jody P. Cole would have run circles around her she'd have done research on safe haven more you know I know she gave a website and all that, but that should have been the real focus because I'm, I'm kind of dumb. I 
I didn't know when a mom, they can go to the fire department, they can go and they won't be prosecuted. But many mothers would, you know, abandon the kid and go, you know, because oh, I don't want to go to jail, you know. But their states have safe haven laws. And all right, it's a terrible decision, but you got to get that mother to leave the baby in a safe place, like a fire department or a police station, so the baby has a chance to live. I don't know how many states have safe haven laws, but I don't think they all do. And it would be kind of interesting to, to know that. And I agree with Jill. I, I, I won't seek this author out. Oh, see, now I liked her book well enough that I'm I'm probably going to read the other one that's on Bard just because I like the way that she switched from character to character. I thought that was kind of neat. And um, I like the, the premise of the book and how she developed it. I just think she had too much going on in it. And, um, I just want to conclude by saying one of my favorite scenes is when um, um, Allison gets rejected by her dad and then she goes back and and um, the people at the halfway house, two of the girls go, you know, her roommate and another girl go out there and they, they help her bring in her suitcase suitcase or her boxes. I thought that was really neat. I like that too. And, yeah, I will probably read the other book on Bard. And this author actually has another book that I think is it either is coming out this summer or it's already out but I I like her style so her style of writing so I probably will read more books by her who is it and what's the book again well the one that's on Bard is Blake uh, by Blake Crouch C-R-O-U-C-H Pines P-I-N-E-S the Audible, if you take that, has another one called A Wayward Pines, which is really good. I'm starting to read it. Okay, well, does anybody else have anything they want to say, and then maybe we can decide what we're going to read for the next couple months? Nope. Why don't we let you ladies lead us on to the next book? Well, I have a suggestion for a book, but... um. You know, obviously this is democratic, and if you guys don't want to read it, that's okay. But um, I read a book by Stephen King, and it's called Joyland, and I really enjoyed it, and it would be a summer book. Um, Now, it's not typical Stephen King. I mean, it's not like Gerald's Game or anything, so it's not really super disgusting or anything. And In fact, there aren't that many supernatural elements in it. Um, It's kind of a coming-of-age book, and it's about... A uh, kid who works in an amusement park, and it's called Joyland. And um, oh, I don't know. There's just a little bit of everything in it. I mean, there is some suspense, but there's also some romance, and there's some. Um, there's even a disabled person in the book, and um, I I really enjoyed it. And it's not a very long book. It's only eleven hours, and um, I'd like to I'd like to recommend that book. And I just downloaded it and started starting it. I have many books dangling. The reader's excellent, and it is a good book. But I like Stephen King, so uh, he's got a detective book out now, Mister Mercedes. He's he's getting into detective stories too. But Joyland, uh, I I'd vote for it. But let's see if others have any other books. But but it's good. And the reader's very good. I vote for Joyland too. I read Joyland, and I thought it was good. And like you said, it's not. Um 
filled with horror like a lot of Stephen King. It, it, it is sort of a coming of age. Okay, I'll give it a shot since it's not a typical Stephen King book. I'm not a big horror fan, so I'll read this one. Give it a shot. Well, I got to tell you, it's Dean Koontz scares me more when his ghosts come through walls and all kinds of stuff. That's too much for me. Stephen King's pretty good. Uh, I like him. But uh, anyway, I, I hope we'll do enjoy that. All right, well, let's do it. Um, why don't we do that one for next month? And then uh, if anybody has any other ideas for the following month, I have a book that I heard about, but I've never read it. So if somebody has any other ideas, I mean, we can go with one of those. I keep hearing about The Baker's Daughter, but I haven't read it. I downloaded it. DB Review gave a good, uh, a good review. Uh, but I don't remember. <laughs> I just said, oh, that sounds good. I'll download, but I don't know anything about it. There have been some good ones on DB Review that I've seen, and I can't think of the titles off the top of my head right now either. Well, I pray that no narrators are on today. DB Review was, I think, finally Alan jumped in correctly, and uh, this guy, somebody said, I hope that old geezer has died already. You know, you don't want to do that. Sometimes narrators come on. Ray Hagen is on one of these. Uh, that was Bard. No, he's on DB Review. And I was praying that no one would just say, "What? Well, that Ray Hagen's no good. He's, he does contribute. He's on the list. And you got to be careful. Has anybody heard of the book, uh, Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore? Uh, we've had a, a thread on, on the Bar Talk list about uh, people who were saying things they like about Bard. And uh, a couple of them have recommended books and stuff. And that's by somebody named Robin Sloan. A couple of people have said they really liked it and it Sounds like it may be a little offbeat, and it sounds like something I might like, but I was curious if any of y'all know anything about it. You know, I've heard of that book, and it sounds interesting. I mean, I'd be up for doing that one. Um, the book that I heard about that I thought people might like, but I haven't read it, is by Julie Cabler, and it's called Calling Me Home. Has anybody heard of that book? Uh, funny you would mention the Mr. Penumbra's um, book, because uh, Michelle and I considered that for fiction old and new, and I kind of decided against it. I think Michelle liked it better than I did. It's it's a lot of techie stuff, but it is really interesting. I, I can't put my finger on what I didn't like about it, but um, it's worth reading. It it is it is interesting. I bet I'd like techie stuff. I'm gonna keep that one. I've got it on my wish list on my phone. So uh, thanks. <laughs> 